Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Well, most teens go through lots of ups and downs. I remember when one of my sons was about 13 or 14, he started crying for no reason. And I just looked at him. I said, these are hormones. These are the teen years. It's pretty normal for them to go through phases like that. They get withdrawn or irritable or overly emotional. But if your child kind of gets stuck in one of those phases, you may want to perk up and pay attention. I'm John Fuller with Dr. Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And let's turn to a conversation Jim Daly and I had with authors Michael Anderson and Dr. Timothy Johansson, who described the root of some common behaviors in teens. Tim and Michael, welcome back to Focus on the Family. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, it is always good to talk with you. You have really tapped into something with your book, GIST. Um, it feels counterintuitive, uh, but to recap from last time, talking about backing away from some of those communication disasters, and I'm sure most parents have had that situation where you have gotten into a real argument or discussion or firm talk uh, with that teenager or maybe a child who's a bit younger, eight, nine-year-old, who's showing some self-determination and a little bit of strong will, and you're going, whoa, where's that coming from? Uh, it's refreshing to uh, think of new ways to do this. And I would encourage all of you listening to open your heart, open your mind about how to do this more effectively. That's the goal. We talked last time about the ways we communicate with our children. And I thought you had some great tools there for parents to think differently about engaging. Um, I, I learned many things the last time we talked. One area that we didn't address is fear. Um, you believe fear can become a huge barrier between parents and children. And in fact, you say we use self-protection strategies uh, that I think mask that bad behavior uh, to protect ourselves. So explain what you're driving at there. Well, a lot of things that we think are personality traits, like rage and other things like perfectionism are really ways that we try to protect our psyche. And um, each one of those, and I, you know, years ago I thought, well, there, here's the first six. And then years later, I couldn't add a seventh one to it. So I thought, well, these are the ones. There's blame and self-contempt and perfectionism and rage and control and withdrawal. Hmm. And almost every kid that I see and every parent that's scared about how their kid's turning out or how they're doing or how their marriage is going is implementing one of these self-protection strategies. Say them again so we can hear them clearly. Well, there's withdrawal, rage, blame, perfectionism, self-contempt, and power. And how do we, as parents, uh, discern between what can be normal teen behavior, for example, where there might be a little bit of withdrawal, it could be not unhealthy. Where's that line? How do we know when it's becoming unhealthy in these areas? We believe in looking at a kid's overall functioning level. And when it's any of those are affecting their overall functioning level, it's an issue. Somebody's scared, uh, a kid that doesn't get invited, when all of his friends are getting together and they withdraw in their room, they're scared that they're on the outs with their peer group. Yeah. And we start need to start looking at these things as, not that we need to do anything different, but we need to look at them as there's fear going on here. Well, it's really helpful to read these. In fact, Rage, as an example, you said in the book, you said your child is essentially saying, get away from my emotions. 
yes. when that child is raging. That was an epiphany for me. And when you as a parent can contextualize why these emotions are coming out of your, your child, it may give you a better understanding and better empathy. Are there more nuggets like that? Uh, with the other emotions that our children will express? Yeah, I think each of the six forms of self-protection have kind of roots behind them. And if kids are overusing one of those, that's where we have problems. Um, and there's consequences to overusing things like rage. If you overuse rage, you're telling everybody to get away from me right now. Um, you end up being kind of left alone. Huh. And ultimately, you're going to be lonely People who are blamers, if that's rooted and they don't want to take responsibility for their actions, the consequence of blaming all the time is they never mature and grow up. And people look at them like, you're, you know, 28 going on 8. Right. That type of thing. Always some good stuff from Timothy and Michael and uh, Danny. Let's say that as a dad, I'm noticing one of those behaviors that Michael mentioned in my teen what can I do to address those um, root fears that seem to be behind their acting out? Yeah, a lot of times there are fears that are overwhelming a teen, right? Uh, they want a sense, they want to have a sense of belonging. They want to uh, fit in in a certain way. They, they, they are embarrassed sometimes. They, they want safety. There's so many things that teens are wanting these days, and, and many times they use the behaviors, right? They'll blame someone. They'll have self-contempt, they'll avoid things, or they'll go towards perfectionism. And really, what it's about is asking them what they need first. Hey, what is it that you need from me? And many times, teenagers are, have a hard time responding to that question. They don't know what it is that they really need mm -hmm. in the moment. And sometimes what you help them do is switch from their full emotional brain to a cognitive brain. They may say, I don't know what I need. Okay, well, let's start there. I want to be helpful to you. And right now it seems that you're just, you're kind of in chaos. You're, you're this is what I'm seeing. This mm -hmm. is what I'm observing in you. And you know I want the very, very best for you. What is it that you're afraid of? That's a question that I think is, is an important one for kids to begin to ask themselves. What are you afraid of right now? Are you afraid of failing? Are you afraid of not being liked enough? Uh, are you afraid of, of maybe not uh, feeling like you're enough? Mm -hmm. is, is that hard for you? And yeah. then from there, you, you can guide the conversation and just be present with your teen. The important part here as parents is that we don't have to fix things. We need to go towards understanding yeah. what is really happening and how can I be helpful? Let me throw an example of a conversation I had with one of my kids, and maybe you can just yeah, tell me great. if I handled it well or not. Um, I think I did. Um, he was saying, I'm really stressed out because next time I go to work, they're going to put me on the line, and I'm really, really anxious about it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what? I, I get that. I mean, I remember a time when I worked at a paper mill, and I had to learn all sorts of new stuff, and I was really stressed out by it. You did? When? I said, well, before I moved uh, out of the house. He said, oh, really? Is that the same place Grandpa worked at? I said, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think it brought some sense of calm to him that yeah. I had gone through that. Is validation and sharing from personal experience, like, we're all there at some point in time. Yeah, Does sometimes. That help? Yeah, sometimes that helps. I mean, it's I don't a, want to make it about me. Right, right. And, and it's not necessarily you're trying to relate, right, with a yeah. story. But sometimes kids just need to know that they're normal. Yeah. 
and ask them, what is it that you see? What, when you're going to be on the line there, what do you see happening? What could happen? Yeah. And have their imagination come out. And if they say, well, I might fail, I might do this. Well, then it makes you're perfectly healthy because if you see that, it would make sense that you feel anxious mm-hmm. and afraid of that. That's good. Okay, that, that's the missing piece I didn't tell them. I did say, yeah, I was the new guy, and everybody was aware that I was the new guy, so I made mistakes, and yeah. that that's part of it. It's not a failure if you make mistakes. You just got to learn from them. Yes. So, well, I appreciate your insights, and, and I hope that you as a mom or a dad are feeling like, I can do this with my kid. I don't have to fix the problem or rescue them. I really just need to meet them and let them learn from the situation that is stressing them out or uh, causing them that root fear. We do highly recommend for follow-up that you get the book by Michael Anderson and Dr. Timothy Johansson. Uh, Once again, the title, Just the Essence of Raising Life-Ready Kids. And it offers some simple, really sound advice to help prepare your children for adulthood. And we're making that book available as our thank you gift when you donate today to the work of Focus on the Family. Uh, You can make that contribution when you call 800-A-FAMILY or stop by the episode notes for the details. And this reminder, when you're at our website, um, we have a free parenting assessment that's been developed by Danny and the team. It's a wonderful tool to help you discover what you're doing well and maybe an area or two to target for growth as a mom or a dad. We'll have the link for that assessment in the show notes. We'll hear more from Michael and Timothy next time with some great advice to help your child deal with unhealthy perfectionism. For now, I'm John Fuller on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.